Okay, folks, uh, we are back to John chapter one, and we are going to build on our premise from last week, which really isn't a premise for a sermon. It's more like the premise for life, the universe, and everything, and it is not 42, if you get the reference. Um, instead, of course, it's Jesus. Jesus is the central organizing fact of reality. He created everything. He fuels everything. He is at the center of everything. And so the fancy church word for this is Christocentric. Uh, Christ is central to everything. So because he is at the center of reality, anything that isn't built around him cannot be at peace, cannot fulfill its purpose. Even if things are going great, they are ultimately out of alignment. Now, out of that, when John writes that we are saved by believing in the name of Jesus, he is not saying that those five letters put in that order have mystical saving powers. He's saying that when we accept the Christocentric nature of reality, we're saved. We put Jesus at the center and we build our lives around him. Now, to clarify, it's all by grace, all right? So John put it this way, verses 16 and 17, from his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. So this grace, it's a free gift. It comes by faith alone, not after we have successfully rebuilt our lives with him at the center. But much of what we are saved from is living our lives without Jesus at the center. And truly receiving that grace makes us want to rebuild our lives with him at the heart of everything. All right, now today uh, we are going to look at how this played out for John the Baptist. So back to the text, verse 19. This was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, who are you. He came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. Now, at this time, Israelites were looking for, they were expecting a Messiah. And whenever a religious person got some traction, people started to wonder. And John wasted no time. I am not the Messiah. This is, this is the opposite of a Messiah complex. This is a make sure nobody thinks it for even a single second complex. Back to the text, verse 21. Well, then who are you? They asked. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. Are you the prophet we are expecting? No. Then who are you? We need an answer for those who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness. Clear the way for the Lord's coming. Now, here's a picture of just how Christocentric John the Baptist really was. And this is really important for us to get. He understood who he was only in relation to Jesus. All right, that was his identity. So who are you? I'm, I'm the guy who points to Jesus. I am who I am in relation to Jesus. That's my whole identity. And guys, John wasn't, he wasn't building a brand, okay? He was a really quirky guy. He lived in the woods. He wore camel's hair. He ate bugs. He was a wild fireball preacher. He, and he, he had his own look and his own style. And he was actually, in his day, very recognizable, very famous. Um, this happens 
a lot in, in Hollywood culture. To build a brand, then you have to be known for something. So I have some examples. Uh, Billie Eilish, she's known, it's known for a lot of things, but the bright neon green hair, that's part of it. Post Malone, is uh, he's known for the, the face tattoos. And then, of course, Ed Sheeran is known for his unbelievably tiny guitar. Um, so that's now, but you, you, you rewind a few years, it's all the same stuff. So Michael Jackson had his whole, his whole thing. Uh, Prince had his whole look, his whole vibe. It's all a shtick that he had. Kiss, of course, is maybe the ultimate example. Um, and John had all of this. He, he had the weird look, he had mystery, he had intrigue, he had a he had a nickname that replaced his actual name. Uh, he even had a signature move with the whole dunking people in water thing. But that was not the work of a publicist. He was not building a brand. Um, the Hollywood thing is all just a shtick to get people to notice you. And this, this was all just John being John. It, it, was, it, it wasn't a shtick. He was just a genuinely weird guy who got empowered and give a very specific task. So he was asked, who are you? And he, well, you know, my mama calls me John and the tabloids call me John the Baptist and my enemies call me the crazy guy who eats bugs, but I'm not any of that. It's his identity. I am who I am in relation to Jesus. I'm the guy who points to Jesus and that's all. That's who I am. Now back to the text. Verse 24, then the Pharisees had been sent, who had been sent, asked him, if you aren't the Messiah or Elijah the prophet, what right do you have to baptize? John told them, I baptize with water, but right here in the crowd is someone you do not recognize. Though his ministry follows mine, I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandal. So they, think of they ask him who he is, and he says, I'm the guy who points to Jesus. And they ask him why he baptizes, and he basically says, look, don't change the subject. I'm telling you about the Messiah, and that's my whole thing. So I'm, I'm just going to keep talking about him. He's a bigger deal than I'll ever be. I'm not worthy to tie or untie his shoes. I'm nothing. He's everything. Don't look to me. Look to him. Um, you, know, you know how um, some people are so obsessed with one subject that like all roads somehow always lead back to that one subject. I've got friends who whenever we hang out, they're, they're going to talk about CrossFit no matter what. Okay, I have other friends who no matter how hard you try not to, they're going to be talking about the Enneagram no matter what you do. Here's the thing, both good things, all right? Um, but there are other things, okay? But these people cannot help themselves. They are obsessed. Well, here's the thing. John was that guy. Like you sit down with dinner for dinner with John, his opening line is, so you guys, you guys want to talk about how the Messiah is coming and you probably ought to repent? No? Okay, well, that's fine. I don't mind doing all the talking. And off he goes. You couldn't stop him. It's, it's who he was, full stop. He was, he was Christocentric, Jesus at the center of everything. And he lived his life accordingly. Now back to the text, verse 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In verse 32, Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. 
I don't know. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one of God. Um, by the way, while he's, while he's saying this, he's pointing out Jesus. I, I, I don't actually think it happened this way, but I cannot help but picture John pointing his finger right in Jesus's face the whole time, like, like touching his forehead because, because this was his everything. He pointed to Jesus. So again, verse 33, he says this, and I, I did not know that he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Verse 34, I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one of God. So this is John doing what he was created to do by God's design. All right, like he pointed to Christ. Now, last week, I gave the example of assembling a grill and um, uh, taking the parts and trying to make an airplane with it. Uh, but when you realize that it's a grill and not an airplane, you would obviously take the whole thing apart and rebuild it into what it was designed to be. And I hope you recall, that's salvation. Disassembling our whole lives and rebuilding everything with Jesus at the center. When John got disassembled and rebuilt according to God's design, design, he was reassembled as a giant flashing arrow that pointed to Jesus. That became who he was, how he perceived himself, the heart of every single thing that he did. Now, watch how this plays out later on in chapter three. So uh, listen closely. So John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing other or baptizing people. And here's here's this is they were no doubt flinching to hear John's response here. And everybody is going to him instead of coming to us. John replied, No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you, I am not the Messiah. I'm only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the best man is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. So, listen, by default, we are about ourselves. Like, we, we want to be great, we want to be special, we want to be affirmed in every way. John was no different. He got something from the crowds coming to him and being the brightest star of, the, of his day. But when it came down to it, he was Christocentric. He was about Jesus and he understood his own life in relation to Jesus. And when Jesus became the brightest star, John was joyful because he had built his whole life around Jesus. 
when, when Jesus started drawing attention away from the Pharisees, they plotted a murder. John celebrated. I, this, this was bad news for John's brand. Uh, the crowds are gone. His enemies are the only ones that are left. He was ultimately mar- martyred. But John celebrated. Guys, here's the miracle. John wasn't about John. He was about Jesus. And side note, Jesus said that John was the greatest man ever born. Uh, Jesus would later teach um, that whoever would lose their life for his sake would find it. Well, John found it because John wasn't about John. Now, the question for each of us to wrestle with today is this. What if you weren't about you? What if your whole life was assembled around Jesus as the central organizing reality of your everything. And what would he then build you into? If he disassembled every part and put it all back together based on him and him alone, what would the end result be? He, he turned John into a giant flashing arrow that pointed to the Messiah. What about you? And the fact is, lots of people say a prayer, maybe even walk an aisle, but they never do anything like that. And have, have you done that? And what would that look like? And what do you think he'd build you into? It, it, it doesn't mean that he would change everything, but it, it means that he could. And it's up to us to answer, honestly. If, if we've ever really made the leap from being about us to being about him, losing our lives in order to find them. And if not, now's the time. Amen.